This podcast is sponsored by OMI, the company that makes CRM work. In this episode, we're speaking with Matt Connolly, CEO of Good360, about how his organization manages to communicate effectively with more than 90,000 nonprofits in the Good360 community. My name is Matt Conley. I'm the CEO of Good360. We're a nonprofit entity uh, based out of Alexandria, Virginia, that uh, serves a uh, network of 90,000 nonprofits, feeding them uh, distributed, donated product. Can you expand on that? What, how, how would you describe what you guys do? Yeah, as mentioned, we're a nonprofit, but we act like an operating company. Uh, specifically, our capabilities need to be strong operationally to uh, effectively uh, take in product from very sophisticated supply chains. But as opposed to most nonprofits getting financial support, we get donated product and distribute that donated product to uh, uh, worthwhile nonprofits in our network. That sounds like a logistics headache to deal with 90,000 nonprofits and channel physical things that you have to warehouse or ship or whatever to get there. Um, but you have a background in this kind of thing. Can you tell me a little bit about that so that we understand you know, how you got to this role? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I uh, had the uh, privilege to... Uh, be part of UPS for 32 years. And uh, during that time, I, I did a lot of operational support for the UPS Foundation, specifically uh, executing in-kind movement for large nonprofits like UNICEF, World Food Program, American Red Cross. During that time, I became passionate about the space and uh, served on a number of boards, including Good360 for eight years. And when I retired from UPS, it was a, a great transition to become CEO because the board was interested in increasing our operating capabilities and efficiencies. Okay, so let's make this a little concrete here. Um, we mentioned 90,000 nonprofits. Can you mention a few of those? And can you also mention a few of the donor companies, the, the places that are giving you these things to channel to those nonprofits? Yeah, George, I'll start with the, the 90,000 nonprofits. Uh, it is no fee to join our network. There is a vetting process to ensure that they're a reputable uh, charity. If they're a 501c3, that usually uh, can be done within 24 to 48 hours. It might take a little longer if they're not a 501c3 entity, but uh, the nonprofits in our network are the full spectrum. Some are, are large and are authorized to take large quantities of donated product. We have 500 of those that are quote-unquote, truckload approved. Uh, the uh, other uh, nonprofits are the full spectrum of size and mission, and we were uh, thankful to uh, get a CRM, to have the support of uh, OMI to help us really catalog these nonprofits to truly understand what their mission is, how best we can serve them with their mission, with the type of product that they need, and what scale and quantity that they can absorb effectively and efficiently. As far as our donor network goes, we have 400 donors. Uh, as mentioned before, we need to have strong operating capabilities to pull through that product efficiently since the nonprofits in our network pay fees. And the fees are basically shipping and handling as well as overhead. So it's very important for us to be efficient to, to bring those costs down for our nonprofits to give them the best value, which is usually pennies on the dollar for the fair market value they receive. And we also appreciate financial grants and donations because we're able to target those monies to the specific cause that they're intended to with the work that we've done with OMI and our CRM. And we commit to 10 to 15x of amplification of that donation with donated product. Oh, wow. And are you able to name a few of those companies that are donating stuff to you? 
Yeah, sure I am. Uh, um, uh, our two largest are Amazon and Walmart. Uh, the uh, other top five are Nike, Williams-Sonoma, Tempur-Sealy, uh, and Advance Auto. As the, as the leader here, you want to thank those big donors. Can you give some love to some of the smaller ones too? Just give me like three of the ones that you really love that are maybe some smaller, but really kind of great participants in this program. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I, I think uh, some, some of the smaller ones are, you know, could be uh, uh, like a Hasbro that uh, provide toys oh, yeah. that are very well received with others. Uh, there's a company called Hollander out there uh, that provides excellent bedding, uh, which, you know, is really impactful for people that are economically disadvantaged that might be sleeping on a floor and, and going into the winter season where they get access to quality bed bedding and blankets. And, and that is really uh, special for us. So those are a couple yeah, that's of uh, great. kind of niche donors that uh, make a big difference. How, how do you manage and like organize and just stay on top of and communicate with 90,000 nonprofits? Like I wouldn't know where to start. You know, it, it's a, it's a great question because, uh, you know, nonprofits uh, are really challenged during this COVID environment because uh, a lot of them have been, been impacted by twofold. One is is the uh, volunteers that they count on might be uh, constrained due to COVID. Volunteers tend to be retired or elderly that might be more at risk to the virus. Uh, also, uh, uh, they could be capital challenges and constraints. So it really is uh, a big focus of ours to make sure that we stay connected with them as their mission evolves. And that could be personnel within their mission and their contacts, as well as what their needs are. And that's why we're really invested heavily in our, in our CRM management tool and working uh, very uh, uh, urgently with OMI to uh, get the most relevant data and most relevant exchanges with the nonprofit so we can be very responsive to them during this very disruptive time. Th that's interesting. Can you take me a little more into that? Give me an example here. I mean, is it the case that you would get a call from say Walmart and they say, Hey, we've got, we've got a bunch of, uh, dinner plates that we need to, you know, we want to donate. Um, and then you would look maybe in your CRM and say, Oh, who needs dinner plates? What kind of, what kind of nonprofits do we serve that could use that? And you've already got that information somehow indexed and you can search it or, or do you take needs from the nonprofits and then go to the, the retailers and whatnot who, who donate them? Like how, how does that work? Uh, it, it, it exactly works that way. Uh, uh, in addition, though, I'd like to expand on it because it also provides functionality around operational execution and capacity building. Operational execution, for example, we go to 2,000, we match 2,000 Walmart stores with local nonprofits that go with regularity and pick up donated product mm -hmm. from that Walmart store. The benefit for Walmart is, is they save disposal cost and or transportation cost of having to reposition that excess goods. The benefit to the local nonprofit is, is they get access to quality product in a very efficient manner, receiving it locally. We use our CRM for all interactions between the Walmart store and the nonprofit, specifically case management functionality. So the interaction between the disparate nonprofits in the 2000 retail locations that are being picked up are much more efficiently managed through our CRM in regards to concerns and or opportunities that are much more streamlined. In addition, uh, we're able to have a community where, and this is where the capacity building comes in, where our nonprofits can learn from each other and share best practices and ideas and make a very wide and disparate nonprofit network 
a much tighter, more collaborative community where they can learn from each other, as well as Good360 can provide capacity support. For example, we helped our nonprofit network really understand the CARES Act and how to go about to get funding support through the CARES Act, as well as other best practices, whether it be teaching them how to use QuickBooks or teaching them how to market and fundraise better in their community. So I would like to ask you about, this seems like a very new role, new role for you coming from the corporate world. What, what, are, what are some of the major differences? What, what, were, what was the learning curve like? What, what have you found that, that surprised you maybe? Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I, I was fortunate since uh, when I came on board as CEO uh, in, uh, last August, uh, I had a base familiarity of, of the model from being a director. But uh, I also uh, used the first 100 days to really uh, uh, meet and get to know each one of our employees at a much more granular level, uh, meet each one of our donors and, and meet our key nonprofit partners, our largest nonprofit partners, as well as some of the smaller in government agencies that we work with around disaster recovery. That gave us the ability as a leadership team at Good360 to craft strategic imperatives last October, implementing those the latter half of Q4 and Q1 of this year really helped us really accelerate our model during COVID. To give it context, George, we distributed $335 million of donated product last year. This year is going to be well over $700 million. Um, and that is due to us increasing our operating capabilities, increasing our engagements with our nonprofit through our partnership with OMI and enhancing our CRM. And lastly, having uh, the opportunity to be a great outlet for donors' excess product that was disrupted due to COVID by having responsible, cost-effective solutions for them. Uh, a big uh, value add we provide to our donors is, is compliance, where they get assurance that product tenders to Good360 will make sure it goes to reputable vetted charities that won't wind up on Craigslist or at a flea market or dilute their brand. Gotcha. So you, you said that you spent time early on getting to know every employee. And I wonder if you can you know, expand on that. Why, why was that important to you? And can you think of a time when, when maybe you were able to you know, call someone and get something done faster or just in a better way because you had, had invested that time on the front end and, and there was some familiarity there? Yeah. You know, working at UPS for 32 years where you know, I started as a driver, uh, a truck driver, uh, UPS has a culture of promote from within as well as having a history of best practices coming from the people that are closest to the activity and work. And that could be, that could be either closest to the work or closest to the customer. So I know the importance of that and, and sitting down with each member of our team individually, which are, which are 50 of them. So it's not a huge number. Uh, they, I was able to communicate directly to them our vision and, and our strategy, but also get their input and their ideas. And uh, this has, has had a very strong symbiotic effect of, on efficiency and, and nimbleness and uh, innovation. I will also say is that the Good360 leadership team all comes from uh, commercial uh, experience. So they bring a, a, a fundamental understanding of process and results that is uh, I've found exceptional. Okay, awesome. And and can you just tell me a little bit more about the way you think about leadership and what you consciously try to do to make yourself more effective in that role at Good360? The more I learn and the more I uh, have experience, the more I appreciate values. 
I spent a great portion of my time, probably the majority of my time, uh, shaping values and, and understanding. And those values are, you know, what is good 360 time trying to accomplish? What are we looking to stand for? Uh, what do we represent? And by doing that with our people, it allows me to empower them more. If I have confidence that the, the, the values of the organization are understood, the mission of the organization is understood, and subsequently the, the, the direction of the organization is understood, that allows me to empower my people to a, a, a great deal, which I've been able to do. Uh, uh, and I'm very happy for that. And that it gives our company the ability to move quick and, and has allowed us to double our growth, which is, which is not easy during uh, a transition to a virtual environment as well. Can you think of a time when, when you wanted to transition from one value, you thought, oh, this is a pretty good value, like in the abstract, but it's not working here. I'd like to maybe transition to something that's in the same family, but a little different, like why that was important. When we shaped our strategy last October, we set our, our North Star. And our North Star is, is that for every nonprofit that does a transaction with Good360, they feel they receive tremendous value. And that helps with decision making. When things don't go right, we're committed to make make it right with a nonprofit, that is a, is a pretty clear and strong purpose. But to achieve it effectively is not easy. Uh, you need to have excellent donor relations. You need to have strong operating capabilities to provide quality product to the nonprofits. And then you need excellent efficiency to keep the fees down associated to that product to be as low as possible, as well as improve our media image so we have more dollars underwriting transactions, and those dollar grants can be targeted to specific causes. It could be hurricane relief. It could be wildfire relief. It could be targeted to specific causes like veterans or homelessness or uh, child poverty. So, so Matt, talk to me about why corporate philanthropy is important, especially at this moment, and especially with, with what you guys do, because I would imagine all these different disruptions are happening at different levels, and you guys seem really situated right in the middle of a lot of that. Yes. Um, you know, su supply chains were very much disrupted in COVID and, and that was a big driver of, uh, our, our 2X growth because, uh, uh, we are a, a responsible and cost effective outlet for excess product. Uh, specifically, it could be a winter launch that didn't fully sell or a spring launch that never launched at all or the equation being tipped of being less brick and mortar, much more e-commerce. And sometimes those supply chains are fed differently. Uh, the value we provided, you know, both cost effectively and responsible is, is we help donors with their sustainability goals. For example, last week I had the opportunity to participate in Walmart, Walmart sustainability milestone summit and the progressive steps that Walmart is taking to reduce their carbon footprint is inspiring and good 360 has the opportunity to, to partner with them. Uh, Amazon is another committed company that is looking to have zero waste and have strong sustainability goals. And UPS and Good360 working together, we're able to provide uh, operating capabilities in a lot of cases to, to uh, help them achieve that. But in short, the importance of reducing the carbon footprint for our key donor partners has never been more understood and has been never more supported. And I think we can see that with some of the the climate effect that's going on, either in the Gulf or out west, uh, the the urgency around it. And uh, I personally have seen that with with all our donor partners, a sincere passion to reduce their their carbon footprint. 
tell me about where you guys are in this moment. What what is the what is the trajectory of Good Three Hundred and Sixty? Where has it come from in the recent past? Where is it right now? Where is it going? Yeah, I, I think we've really hit our stride as an entity where we 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 truly understand what we are. We we are an operating company that happens to be nonprofit. So we we really understand the need for having uh, operating capabilities that can align with the most complex supply chains in the world. You know, we wouldn't have the opportunity to, to participate with the donor partners I've been referencing if we weren't able to execute to their standards, which are quite high, and execute to their specific network needs. Uh, uh, so I'm real pleased that uh, Good360 has been able to respond to that. I do. I am concerned, though, that the needs in the community are accelerating, and Good360 is committed to find ways to get additional financial funding to underwrite more engagements to support our nonprofits, uh, specifically being able to get that 10x or 15x impact from a financial donation to move product to specific target causes and do it in a way that is cost neutral for our nonprofits. If you're passionate about hurricane lower relief or uh, veterans homelessness, within our 90,000 uh, nonprofit network that we've been able to really define with OMI's help in our CRM, we can say if you, for every dollar you give, we can provide $15 worth of product to specific causes that are targeting your intent and donation. Uh, so, $100,000 for Hurricane Laura, we can provide $1.5 million of building supplies, you know, furniture for, for homes once a, a home's been repaired. That's a big deal. Uh, if you wanted to donate $100,000 to uh, homelessness for veterans, we can go into our CRM with OMI support and find exactly what nonprofits impact veterans that are homeless and feed them new clothing, for example at 15x what the dollar amount received. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been really, really enlightening. Tell people where they can find more on Good360, where they can help out if they're so inclined, and um, anything else you'd like to, to mention here. Good360.org. Uh, please visit our site. You'll get a, a deeper understanding uh, of our mission around COVID relief, as well as our response with the recent disasters. And it is the forum, if you are a nonprofit, to join our network at no fee or help us with a financial donation to underwrite the movement of product to our nonprofit network. We're you know, very thankful that uh, uh, we got the partnership with OMI since uh, the uh, enhancements we've made with our CRM to better serve our network of 90,000 nonprofits has been material. 